Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Breakthrough Academy. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. I'm Chris Moore, the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the podcast. You know, right now, marketing is a huge topic in the painting industry. And and I would argue probably a lot of industries um, all over the U.S. and Canada here in North America. And so one of the reasons we feel like that's the case is because I think we're just back to how things were before COVID. Uh, We did a previous episode earlier this year uh, talking about like, are we in a recession? What's going on? And and I still feel like that kind of is holding true. The things are just how they are before COVID. And we got so used to the last three years where work came a little bit easier, came a little bit more natural. We didn't have to work as hard for it, right? Everybody was staying home. They were remodeling their house. They were doing things, putting money back into their house. And now we're back to those decisions, right? Do we go to Disney this summer? Do we remodel our house? Do we put, uh, you know, a pool in? Do we, you know, what what are the things we're doing, right? A lot of people are back to the office and back to spending money on lunch and inflation's become a thing, right? So I think there's a lot of factors into it. And I don't necessarily think, again, still at this point, that the economy is really causing an issue with that. I think a lot of it really is just coming down to everybody has to market and put their best foot forward again. And what we noticed and what I think kind of confirmed that previous episode was it seemed like, uh, you know, January was slow, like usual, right? February, usually historically relatively slow for a lot of people. Uh, The end of February, everybody freaked out because nothing was picking up, right? And that's where I think we saw the change. And then what happened in March was people said, oh crap, we actually have to go market or else we're not going to have a company again, right? Instead of business just coming to you, naturally, um, it was, we really need to go put our face back out there in front of people. And so March, people spent money, got things in order. And then all of a sudden things started picking up again. Obviously weather's gotten nicer in a lot of our exterior markets. So that's helping. Uh, but I think that again, it just goes to confirm that we have to put our best foot forward. And so we've had a lot of questions about, you know, Chris, we appreciate that you give advice or you give us like thought ideas or different things, but like, could you, would you just give us like the recipe? Okay. And let me be very clear before we get into the episode that there is no one recipe. There's no one way to do things. But what I would say is I want to kind of go over an exhaustive list of everything we would do when it comes to marketing for a painting company. If I still owned elite painting, let me clarify that. I do still own elite painting. We just don't, I don't do anything with it. Right. Um, But if I was running that business full-time, that was my full-time focus. Like it was in 20, you know, 2017 and before when that was the only thing on my plate and I was focused on that business. These are the things that I would be doing. If I was running this business nowadays, this is everything I would be doing top to bottom, left to right. Uh, And so I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. I'm Prithvi Burkhani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. 
Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's Painter Training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash bearprosweepstakes to enter now. All right. So if you're looking for a full-blown marketing plan, we talk a lot about different marketing ideas, tips, tricks, uh, things you can do, things we're seeing clients do. There's so many different things when it comes to marketing, right? And we talk about putting a marketing plan together. And for most people, uh, they fly by the seat of their pants. They, they are reactive. They make decisions. Oh, shoot, we're almost out of work. Let's bump up our Google ad spend. Let's bump up our Facebook ad. And so what I want to do is I just want to take some time and say, here's everything that, that we want to lay out and say, if you had to ask us, Chris, like what is the best way for us to market our business? At least on a starting point in a foundational level for most businesses, I'm going to say sub a million dollars. This is everything that we would recommend. Um, because again, sometimes people want a little bit more of a game plan and a little less like advice and thoughts and ideas and stuff. And so understand that everything I'm going to talk through here is based on the size of your company, how in need are you of leads, right? How much work do you have on this schedule? and how much business comes organically to you, right? So some of the things I'm going to say in here, like I will talk about, you know, Facebook ads and Google ads. That's really going to depend for me. Ad spend is dependent upon how much work do you have, right? If I have eight weeks worth of work and we still have some leads flowing in, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on advertising, right? I'm not going to say I'm not going to spend any money on advertising, but I'm not going to spend a lot on it, right? If you only have two weeks worth of work, not a lot's happening, you're probably going to have to spend some extra money, right? So understand that like some of the things I'm going to talk about is going to kind of, you know, depend on different factors. So again, uh, I'm just going to give you all the concepts here on what we would do. And then some of those little nitty gritty details of how much to spend or how to do this or what um, is really just going to depend on, again, those, those few factors, the size of your company, you know, how long you've been in business, how many leads are coming in organically and how much are you in need of work? So let's start out with some of the basics. So number one, this is like a couple of these are foundational level, but I have to hit on them because I think they're important. And I think it's things people forget about branded apparel. You should have every, you should have all of your painters in branded apparel, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, whatever it is, right? Um, you yourself should have branded apparel, polos, pullovers, you know, t-shirts, like anything for your company, again, to represent yourself. Uh, there is so much power in this, especially as your employees, we would have homeowners taking pictures of the back of my guy's shirts at Subway on their lunch break, right? I was, I've been in grocery stores before with an elite painting polo on and somebody's like, man, I've called two painters. They never called me back. Like they happen to see the polo and we start talking about it, right? Uh, I'm not saying that this is going to bring in a hundred leads a month for you, right? But just little things to supplement. It's a no brainer. Now don't worry about wearing branded apparel on date nights. Don't wear an elite painting polo to a wedding, right? Like I guess you could, but there's, you know, a time and a place for everything, right? Uh, but just day to day, always, you know, have something to represent your company and, and what it is that you do out there. A second foundational thing, lawn signs. Lawn signs should be on every job site that you do. I understand some counties, neighborhoods, cities may have different restrictions and stuff like that. I'm starting to hear more and more about, but every job that you do that you're able to, you should have a lawn sign in the yard. 
Personally, I don't typically ask for the homeowner's permission. Um, if anything, I may ask them, hey, do you guys have any restrictions here that you can't have signs in your yard? Um, I did find out our new HOA in our new neighborhood does not allow you to have signs unless they're approved through that um, or therefore like for sale signs for houses. Um, so, you know, maybe ask that. I didn't typically ask, can we put a lawn sign in your yard? I would just say, hey, is that is like, are you guys able to have those here? Um, again, use your discretion on that. I never really had a lot of pushback. Uh, and if anybody had an issue with it, it, it never turned into a big issue, right? Third foundational thing, you should have a Facebook page and an Instagram account. Now, how should you use those? I think you should post three times a week on, on those platforms. Again, you can do the work on one and cross post to the other. That's why I love Facebook and Instagram. It's very homeowner focused. And you should utilize before and after pictures. You should utilize job site walkthroughs, time lapses, highlight your employees, highlight fun projects, highlight your employees working on projects. I wouldn't highlight things that could be used against you from an OSHA or insurance point of view. Just throwing that one out there. Don't really feel like I need to go into a lot of more detail than that. But uh, if you have somebody up on a roof without a safety harness on, that may not be the best time to post that picture on Instagram. Just going to throw that one out there. Okay. Um, I'm sure anybody listened to this, that's never happened. But if it did, just maybe keep that one off Instagram and Facebook. So um, again, you guys are, have it so easy as contractors for before and after pictures. Take advantage of that. Um, you should also utilize some of the stories and reels features on these platforms, even from your business account. Uh, and, you know, posting on there, you know, I say a couple times a day on your stories just to stay relevant. It's, it's easy to forget about that. The biggest thing is posting at least a few times a week. Uh, that way, if somebody goes to your page, everything's current. It shows that you're, you know, staying up to date. You're not six months behind and they're wondering if you're still in business, right? Um, use hashtags, on stuff. I know that sounds crazy, um, but it will actually hashtags will help guide the algorithms, right? If, if especially if you're using reels, uh, reels are a great feature. It'll get a lot of uh, attention to your page. Um, but reels can also be seen all over the U S right? So if you, if you're hashtag in like your local area, you know, your cities, your markets, it's more likely that people in that area is going to see it versus people on the other side of the country that isn't really going to do a whole lot for you for your business. Right as far as lead, lead flow goes. So um, we did a, a couple of episodes here. We talk a lot about the personal social media usage. Um, listen back to season one, episode seven with Jeff Fitzer. Uh, and then a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month or so now, um, we just did a new episode with Jeff about AI. And we did talk a little bit about some social media and anything updated on that uh, from that first conversation. So if you really wanna hear how to really use social media to grow your business, go check out those two episodes. The next foundational piece is having a website. Your website should be something that is nice, credible, professional, and functional. 
doesn't have to be crazy. Keep it simple, right? Highlight the services that you guys do. Highlight your, you know, some pictures. Uh, make sure people have a way to submit their information to get an estimate. Um, you know, I think the next level piece of this is, you know, having links to pay online on your website, having, um, you know, other things that homeowners can go to your website for that's going to naturally kind of boost your SEO and your Google rankings. Um, but if nothing else, just have a good, clean, professional website that represents you and your brand well uh, and that people can go to to get some more info about you see if you do something, you know, and, and whatever. So, um, so have a website. The next foundational thing is send a thank you note after every job is completed. Okay. Those are like the five foundational things. So branded apparel, lawn signs, Facebook, Instagram, website, send a thank you note. Those are the five foundational things after every job that's finished, except for those one super special customers, right? Um, you should send a handwritten thank you card too and say, thank you so much uh, for having Elite Painting take care of the interior repaint of your master bedroom. Uh, we appreciate your business. Please reach out if you ever need something. Plain, simple. I don't put business cards in there. I don't make it salesy. I want it to be genuine appreciation because I want to keep building that relationship with that homeowner, right? The next step from there is going to be kind of the, the next level of things I would put in place. So number one, I would have a referral bonus program for everybody uh, that you know, that you've done work for, anything like that. For us, it was $50 for any job that you referred us. And once that job was completed, we would send you a $50 check, gift card, knock $50 off an upcoming project, whatever it was. It was just an easy thing. It was on the back of our business cards. Uh, it would go out on some of our emails from time to time. Uh, it was on our website. We'd occasionally post it on social media. Like we would just, this was a standard policy for our business. Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good and using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. The next thing, collecting Google reviews. Every month, you should be getting at least five to seven Google reviews. Uh, consistency is key with this. Uh, the goal is to have at least 30 to 50 or so on your, your Google My Business profile, but then you wanna have five to seven every single month. Uh, the easiest way to do this is to implement this as part of your closeout process. Uh, and what I mean by closeout process is, you know, whenever we were finishing projects, uh, my production manager, Trent, he would go about an hour before we were done, say, hey, uh, you know, just letting you know, we're going to wrap up here in the next hour or so. Do you want to kind of do a quick walkthrough with us? Um, see if there's anything else that, you know, we, we missed aside from what we know we're finishing up right now. Um, great. Do the walkthrough. Awesome. Uh, you know, Chris sent over the invoice uh, already to you. And, uh, you know, while if you want to go ahead and get the check made out and then we'll do a final walkthrough in this, these couple spots that we're finishing up, uh, we'll clean up you out of here in an hour. And uh, by the way, we'd have a handout that you he would leave them with a QR code that went straight to our Google review and said, hey, you know, by the way, if, if you'd love to leave us a Google review, we'd sincerely appreciate it. Uh, and that would help us get a lot of stuff a lot of reviews uh, because, you know, they, they have some downtime and stuff. They're getting the check made out. We just integrated that as part of our process. 
Uh, there is a great platform out there. We have a partnership with a company called Nice Job. Some of you guys maybe met them at PCA Expo this year. Uh, that's a great automated review, like solicitation platform uh, that on average is bringing in about five or at least five or more reviews for most of our clients that are using that every month. Uh, and I like it because they the homeowners can choose whether they want to leave a Google review, Facebook review, Yelp review, all the different kind of platforms out there. You can connect it together. So I do like that that platform for that reason. Um, one thing that I would also do is we've had a lot of really good feedback on this with clients who have implemented it is what I call an advocate discount. Have something printed up that says, hey, before you make out that final payment, uh, there's three ways that you can get a little bit of money off your final check, off your final total here, if you would like to. No pressure, totally up to you. But the three things are, number one, um, Google review. I'll leave that up to you guys if you want to include that on there. I, I would uh, just to incentivize them to leave that Google review. Sometimes money talks, right? Um, but if you feel like you're getting enough reviews without it, maybe just offer the other two things and they can get $50 off here. Um, but it was $25 off per thing, right? So number one was leave us Google, a Google review. Number two was make a, a post on Facebook and Instagram if they have that, um, tagging our company in it, right? Just a quick post, a little testimonial, and then make sure they leave my name and, and a my phone number on there to call me for a free estimate. Uh, and just, you know, they would say something like, man, Chris and Elite Painting was great. Their guys were great. They did a great job. Very professional. Call Chris for a free estimate at, here's my phone number. And then they would organically post that out there to all their friends, tag our company in it. Um, I knew that every time a homeowner did that just on their own, right? Sometimes homeowners will do that anyways. I try to do that for co companies that work at our house if we've had a good experience. Um, I knew that every time somebody did that, we would get at minimum one more job out of it. So for me to knock $25 off their final bill, that was like a no brainer because I knew that that was going to come back around if we didn't get two or three or four out of it, right? Um, the other thing that they could do is post in the next door community. Uh, again, they could copy and paste what they put on Facebook and put that in the next door community, right? Because as business owners, we can't really post in there outside of the neighborhood you live in. Uh, and the advertising in there, I haven't had a lot of great feedback on that personally about yet. Um, it's kind of hard to figure it out. It's it's limited. It seems like you advertise there within two miles of your, your home or your office. And it just, we're not seeing a lot of traction with it, right? So I figured out if you can have a grassroots movement and have homeowners posting in there on your behalf, um, that that will produce a lot more fruit, right? So again, I was happy to knock off, you know, $25 for everything they did and have something like that kind of formally in place. Uh, the next thing, every job you do, again, there's a lawn sign in the yard and you should have 150 door hangers or flyers um, on all the houses around that project. Now, again, if this project's like a one-off thing, it's not really in an ideal neighborhood, you want more work in, I uh, just happen to work out, you know, use your discretion at that. But I would say 80% of our projects were in like our target neighborhoods, right? So we put 150 door hangers out on every project. A couple ways you can do this. Number one, um, you can get mass quantity, you know, 5,000 door hangers at a time ordered. It's a lot cheaper that way. And then we would print up labels that said we're currently working at 213 Main Street. Call Chris for a free estimate with my number on there. And then we put those labels on each door hanger and we'd go do 150 around the house um, on that, right? A lot of times I would have my painters do that at the end of the day. Um, sometimes I hired somebody to go out and do that for us as we started a job or as we were finishing up a job, whatever that might look like. Sometimes I did it myself, right? There's some options you have there, but every house should get 150 door hangers because there's a lot of psychology behind seeing your lawn sign, maybe seeing your vehicles there, and then they're getting this door hanger also like, hey, we're working down the street, right? I would recommend, unless you're doing the exterior and it's obvious what you're painting, 
I would always put, we're currently painting the interior at, we're currently staining the deck at, um, you know, something like that. Cause homeowners will drive by and look. And if, if it's not obvious that you guys are repainting the exterior, um, you know, it just kind of clears that up a little bit with them. So I always like putting that detail on there. You can also just print flyers out, right. Uh, and then just, you know, have that customized spot up there at the top to change the address and what you're doing every time that works just as well. might be a little bit more cost effective. Um, the, the, the door, the labels kind of took a little bit of time. That was always what I did at night watching TV or something like that. So, um, the next couple of things here, number one, do a value add email campaign every four to six weeks. Uh, we just released an episode uh, two weeks ago now with Rachel Grimm. We talked all about relationship marketing. Uh, so I'm not going to go through what this value add email campaign should should be like. Uh, I'm just going to say you should do it and make it part of your marketing plan. Go back and listen to that episode for more details. Rachel and I dive really in depth on what this email should be, who it should go to, and how you should put this together. Um, but that is something 100% you should be doing as part of your marketing plan. The next thing, BNI and networking groups. Uh, I'll say networking groups in general. BNI is a popular one. Uh, any of our clients that are in BNI, my results from it. I mean, typically on the low end, you sell sixty to eighty thousand dollars worth of work a year if you do it right and you find the right groups. Um, we have clients that are selling upward to one hundred twenty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year because of it. So um, BNI, other networking groups, chambers of commerce, guys, get involved in the community. Target, you know, specific professions that will provide you a, a stream of ongoing leads, right? Um, and just be smart about it. If you carry yourself well, if you connect well with people, if you're really good at building relationships, if you're not out in the community connecting with people, you're doing yourself a disservice. I always said I would rather spend my time out connecting with people that can provide me maybe a lead a month for the next three years versus going to try to get one job from one homeowner again, right? That's where I still do all the other things. But my time was spent networking and building the face of the company uh, because I felt like that was really the best use of my time. Uh, and then again, we would do the door hangers. We would do the other things. And that's how I would typically pay somebody to go do that stuff. Right. Uh, but get out involved in the community, get involved in networking. I said you should always be in a, probably two networking groups would be ideal. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. The other few things here. Uh, number one, Google Ads. Uh, I think Google ads are a great spot to spend some money. Um, I think it's important to understand how they work, how to make them very functional and how to get the most out of them. Uh, but I do think you should always have Google ads running, even if it's a hundred dollars a month. Uh, again, if you're really trying to get a lot of leads and you're maybe going to up that budget, right. But for us, you know, it's easier to keep momentum going rather than start over. Right. And so we always wanted to do that. We would up our budget as needed. Uh, but I think you should have some Google ads running again, get some, get some education or, or look into somebody that does that. If you're looking to spend a lot of money on it, same thing with Facebook ads. I think it's good to do, you know, have a small budget for it each month, um, up it as need be. 
And just again, it keeps that awareness out there. Um, but again, if, if you're really booking months and months and months out, uh, you know, those are things that maybe aren't necessary necessarily, but I would, I would keep them in play unless you just really decide you don't need to. Uh, the other two things, uh, number one, connection cards. Again, refer back to the episode with Rachel from two weeks ago. We dive in, what is a connection card? Um, what's the purpose? How do you do it? Uh, that is something that I would definitely make as part of your marketing plan. I love some of the other stuff that we covered on there, but if nothing else, I would do the thank you notes, the email campaigns and the connection cards, uh, maybe sprinkle in a customer appreciation event or two every year, uh, depending on your budget on that. Uh, and then lastly, <laughs> Every door direct mails, um, also known as EDDMs through the U.S. Post Office. This is something we had a lot of success with, and it's something that worked really well for us. Uh, and it, I love it because you can go on and you can pick the mail route. So you can kind of target the neighborhoods it's going through. You can create some nice flyers. Maybe you put a discount on there. Maybe not. It just depends, again, on how how um, in need are you of work, right? If you're a little bit more in need of work, maybe put a 10% off discount on there. If not, just make a nice professional flyer about your company, right? So um, I love the EDDMs. Again, same thing. We'd always try to have some going out. Uh, just a matter of how much are we spending on it? How many are we sending out? Just depending on how in need of work we were. So um, I hope that helps. I know it's kind of a, a lot of information. I just threw you guys go back, listen to it. Uh, maybe we'll get a, a resource guide created here for all of these things. Uh, so if you uh, have any questions, shoot, shoot me an email, uh, chris at elitebusinessadvising.com. I'm happy to send you over this list of everything I just listed out on here. Uh, but I hope that that helps because, again, I know we like to share a lot of ideas, a lot of perspective, kind of leave you guys with thought-provoking ideas because you guys are entrepreneurs, right? Um, but like I said, as we're seeing more and more people are like, hey, what... It, what would be your just blueprint, right? If, if you were if you were still running a painting company, what would you do? So this is exactly what I would do for marketing. Um, again, to, to have some growth, you know, year over year, 20 to 50% growth year over year. These are all the things that I would be doing in my business. And so I hope that helps. I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks again, as always, for plugging into the podcast. We appreciate your support and we will see you next week. Paynet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.